Good morning, and welcome back to Word Here and There Inspirational. This one is for women. Soft and gentle. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, 1. Honesty time. Do you sometimes feel that your husband just doesn't have a clue? You can talk until you're blue in the face, but he just never seems to get it. Finally, in desperation, you may raise your voice, you know, just a little. Then he gets all huffy and, well, things just go downhill from there. Well, the secret to stopping the downward spiral is right here. Don't do the voice-raising thing. When you let a harsh word slip out, it's going to bring retaliation from your partner, and no good is going to come from that. When you're about to lose your cool, stop. Count to ten. Speak gently. You'll be glad that you did. Our inspirational story today is The Picture on the Wall. When I go to my friend Sue's Ann house, the first thing I see is a picture on the wall. There's neither a Van Gogh nor a Salvador Dali, neither pretty nor artistic. There's a crayon drawing of a house with stick children playing in the front yard, hung on the wall in a simple frame. This picture is special to Sue Ann, which is why it holds a special place in her home. Sue Ann used to live in a duplex, where she also ran a small daycare center that my children attended. The house was in disrepair, and the owner-landlord routinely refused to make the repairs. But that and other reasons, Sue Ann longed to own her own home. Home ownership not only offered comfort, security, and stability, it would also provide visual evidence that she had beaten the statistics and stereotype of the single mother. As a divorcee with three children whose father paid no child support, she had worked hard to save money for a down payment and had managed to slowly put away a substantial sum. Unfortunately, because she owned her own business and due to financial debt accrued during her marriage, the bank required a large down payment and, consequently, turned down her mortgage application. Sue Ann had hoped to purchase a house and move during the summer of 2001. By fall, her savings still fell far short of the required down payment. On September 19, 2001, still reeling from the September 11th terrorist attack on the United States, which had shaken my faith in humankind, I nevertheless attended my university classes. Both attendance and spirits were down, as many students were watching the news or attending discussion on the crisis. After class, I went to Sue Ann's to spend some time with my youngest child, who was not yet in school. Before going home to study for a few hours, when I walked in the front door, I merely sensed that something was different. Though everything seemed normal, the familiar noise of children playing echoed through the house. The coffee was on as usual. The sense of pine salt and play-doh indicated that art time had recently ended. So, what was different, I wondered. Then I looked at Sue Ann's face. In place of her normal calm demeanor was an intense energy that radiated from where she stood in the kitchen all the way to the foyer. Her eyes danced with an excitement that had nothing to do with the boys having helped clean up the playroom. 
She said nothing as she handed me an envelope. What is it, I ask? Look inside. It was a plain white envelope with Sue Ann's name and address printed neatly on the front. I noticed there was no return address, but thought nothing of it, assuming the sender had simply forgotten to add it. I removed a sheet of paper from the envelope. On it was a child's drawing, in crayon, of a small house, a few stick people, and two streets. Had my son drawn the picture or had hers, I wondered. Either way, I was surprised her excitement over a picture, even if it was pretty good for a three-year-old. There's more, she said. I reached inside and pulled out a smaller piece of paper. It was a certified check drawn on a local bank with Sue Ann's name typed in the payee in the amount of $10,000. Where the sender's name is usually typed it read anonymous. I was speechless. Things like that just didn't happen to people like Sue Ann and me. We didn't win the lotto. We never even win the big prizes at bingo. Finally, I said, is this a real check? Yes, she said, beaming. I called the bank and they verified that it was for real. Today, Sue Ann lives in her own house, where she continues to run her child care center. Even with the anonymous gift of $10,000, it was difficult for her to obtain a mortgage. But after months of saving and researching, she eventually found a lender in a house. Her new home has two bedrooms on the main floor and a bedroom in the basement. The upper floor is the daycare space, with an art and crafts room, a playroom, and a bedroom for when her charges stay overnight. Of all the decorative touches that Sue Ann has added to make the house her home, the object that does it best and that draws the most attention is a framed crayon drawing of a house surrounded by trees and a few stick people. Whenever I see that picture on the wall, it reminds me that even in the most tragic and trying of times, there are still people who notice the good and the need in others and who reach out to make someone else's life a little or a whole lot better. And that makes the world a better place for all of us to live in. This is Carolyn with Word Here and There, inspirational. Have a blessed day. Take care.